Hey, what's your outlet? So I could plug you in on this week's episode of Smiley Said It. Today's date is May the 20th, 2021, and it is Thursday. Welcome back. I have taken a little break, (laughs) but I'm back. And boy, do we have a lot of things to catch up on. So let's just talk about it and get right into the meat and bones because my goodness, (laughs) the world is crumbling. Let's get into it, you guys. Hey, you guys. Listen, so my allergies are killing me right now. So excuse the uh, the sniffles or, you know, that going on in the background. There's no coke involved. Shout out to Nicki Minaj because, child, we're going to get into that. How people, <clears throat> Azalea Banks, I met, accused her of doing cocaine. You know, whatever. But yeah, it is allergy season and and I am dying, legit dying. Um, I just sound so congested and I hate it. But yeah, I took a little break because um, for those who don't know, I am now back um, in Massachusetts, my state, um, because I left Atlanta. I left Atlanta for... The reasons that you can think of, which is, hey, COVID. (laughs) I mean, that and also I don't, I came to the conclusion that Atlanta is not for me. Like, it's great to visit, but living there, it's whack as hell. That's just my opinion. I know some people love Atlanta. Woohoo, we love to party. But I'm going to make another completely different video about my experience living in Atlanta and why I didn't like it. But the main reason why I left was because of COVID and the job opportunity, job opportunities there and the film industry were just not popping. I stuck to the assignment, but the assignment failed me. So I took my behind back up north. I'm now back in Boston and I had to, you know, go back to the drawing board, which is cool. Sometimes we got to start all over again. As long as you know that, right? As long as you know when to turn around. I knew my turning point and, you know, I spent some money to come back up north and it was worth it because Atlanta was really just not it for me. So look out for that video because I'm going to actually make a video, not just a podcast, but an actual video um, talking about my experience there because pretty much, you know, it's going to require some actual footage to be involved <laughs> as to the storytelling. You know, it's going to give, it's going to give, I promise. So look off, look after that video. It's going to be well worth it. So what should we talk about today first? Let's talk about the latest news and then we'll work backwards. So Mary Jane, for those who don't know who Mary Jane is, she's a black solo female traveler on YouTube who has a high following. And it turns out that she's scamming the girls. She's scamming the girls for thousands of dollars. I'm talking about about 22 different women so far came out saying that the girl is taking their money. So let's get into it. So Mary Jane on Instagram, she has about 113,000 followers. She's been to 104 countries. She's lived in China. She's, you know, the it girl. 
on YouTube. I know some of y'all thought I was a it girl on YouTube as a solo female, you know, traveler. She has more followers. So obviously people know her more of her than they know of me, which is totally fine. But the issue here is that she has been scamming people. Now, she first went viral because she got her hair done in China. And I believe the video, um, the video was titled Black Girl Gets Her Hair Done in China Fail. So she was in Shanghai, China, and, you know, obviously her being black and them doing her hair, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You can only know, you can only guess how the end results came out to be. So I'm pretty sure the title alone, you can only wonder, all right, I'm going to click on that to see how that goes. So great marketing strategy. And that's how pretty much her channel got, you know, lifted um, to being where it's at right now. So the girls are saying, when I say the girls, I'm talking about her supporters, her female supporters that admired this lady. Um, I believe she's like 25 or something like that. Pretty much known for lying, but she's also known for how pretty she looks. She's a very beautiful, dark brown skinned girl. It's hard to tell because she edits her photos. So you don't know if she's dark skinned or if she's just brown. She's in between, I guess. But a lot of the girls, you know, the black girls in the community looked up to her because, hey, you have a black solo female traveler on YouTube and there's not many of us. So that's how she gained her following. All right. Now, allegedly, she blocked one of her fans that paid her $2,000 for a trip that she put together for her. I believe was to go to Egypt. Okay. Um, let me roll, actually, let me roll the clip for y'all just so that y'all can hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> All right. Let me play the tape. So obviously, um, this video is about Mary Jane by arm and my experience with her. So you guys have may, may have heard of her. She is a YouTuber, Instagrammer, um, traveler. So, um, back in October, um, you guys may have seen that she was hosting a trip to Dubai for $2,500. I was super excited because I was a mega fan because I myself am a traveler too. So I was trying to book the package on her link at the time, but for whatever reason, it wasn't going through. So cool, I got a hold of her and she told me to, I, I, I could send it through cash out. So I cashed after her $2,500. Never asked me for my passport, uh, what was my full name or anything. The only thing she asked me um, was which state I was coming from. I told her I was in Atlanta. All right. So after a month, a month or so, I saw that she wasn't um, making any movement towards booking anything. Um, but either way, I reached out to her uh, December, and I told her I, that I was going through um, some family issues. Honestly, I was going through a really rough time, so I told her I wasn't going to be able to go on February, which was when I was supposed to go. She made up this whole story 
saying like, I have already booked everything. Um, so now I have to, she was very nasty. Like I was never rude to her, but she was so nasty. And I'm going to put up, um, all the, this evidence I'm talking to you guys about, I'm going to put it at the end of the video. You can fast forward through it and, um, read through those if you want. So she was super nasty since the beginning. I told her I would never want to argue with you because all I want is my money back. And honestly, she was somebody I looked up to. Um, so yeah, um, she never paid me back the full amount. Mind you, this happened uh, November, December, right? Um, I reached out to her again the end of January because she said she would refund me, just not at the moment. So I reached out to her at the end of January. Hey, um, are you going to pay me my $2,500? She said, sure. I'm going to make five payments through Cash App. Every day I'm going to send you $500 until I reach the big payment. All right. She paid me four times. She made four payments of $500, which is $2,000, right? It didn't happen in four days, like she said. It took weeks of me begging to get to that point. Mm. Then she only had $500 left. She never paid it back, you guys. Um, and I honestly don't think she ever intended to pay me back um, since the beginning because of how rude she was being and the lies she was making up. I've been to 12 countries, so I know there was no possible way that she had booked all of this and then suddenly canceled it because I'm not stupid. I know how booking a ticket works. Um, the point is that she never paid me my $500 back. She blocked me on her phone. I reached out to her um, with many different numbers telling her, hey, this is Ashley Moreira. I remember like you, you still owe me $500. You never paid me back. Um, then, yeah. Uh, I made a comment on another video that is out about her, um, sharing my experience that, yeah, she never paid me back either. Um, there were actually a few people in the comments that had the same issue with her. Um, so I believe this, so back to what I was saying, um, I believe that this has happened to other people because when I made the comment that this also happened to me, a lot of people were saying like, yeah, like I had this and that experience with her. Please make a video about it. So here I am. Um, someone even replied to me, wait a minute, you paid for her trip or did she have a travel package? That's very interesting because she says she only gets money to travel through social media ads and sponsorships. That is not true obviously because she said it was fine that since it wasn't going through her link to purchase the travel package to purchase it through cash shop that i could cash up her the money so yeah she <laughs> she is not the person that she fakes to be on social media. That is not her. 
I know she says she's very Christian and all of these things, but that is not very Christian to me. Stealing money and blocking me because she thinks that suddenly the problem will go away. Um, no, like people work hard for their money and you shouldn't be using your platform to steal from people and scam people. So on that note, I'm going to end this video and um, just please do not fall for it. Do not try to purchase any travel uh, packages or mm -mm, just don't do it because you might get scammed. And I think this is how she makes a living. I honestly think that is how part of how she is able to travel. This is her new way of taking people's money. I never got my money back. It is now April 20th. And I never got my $500 back. And um, considering how difficult it was to get her to pay me back $2,000, she never really intended to pay me back like she said she would. So, um, yeah. All right. So this young lady, you know, gave her account of experiencing being scammed by Mary Jane. Um, she did say that she showed some, um, you know, some receipts, some, some, uh, screenshots at the end of the video. So I'm going to read what, um, she put at the end of the video for y'all. Okay. And I'm going to give my opinion on this whole, uh, experience because since other girls experience the same thing that she has, I might as well just give a general statement in my opinion. All right. Ashley, she said, Hey, Mary Jane, I never received an email. And then Mary Jane was like, Ashley, something out for it today. I didn't have a information on some of our excursions for so-and-so so the itinerary is incomplete i'm finishing up week 24 through 29th look out for an email today thank you for your patience please tell me which airport you are flying out of and then she says no problem take your time i'm flying out of atlanta hey mary jane i want to change my date for february 8th through the 13th and is there one more spot available my friend wants to buy it okay that was december 12th and then I guess she didn't answer. So on December 17th, I guess she followed up and said, hi, Mary Jane, can I cancel? Do you think you can cash at me back? I have a lot going on in my life. And she said, oh my God, your flight and hotel is already booked and paid for. I don't get refunded. Now we all know that's some BS. First of all, is there insurance? And then second, how did she not receive the confirmation of all the bookings that she already did? And not even notify her that she already booked everything prior to that message. That's that right then and there will already tell you, <laughs> like, girl, you're not getting your money back. And I'm not laughing at it, but I'm just laughing at how freaking like mad this is. This is mad, mad. I tell you, mad. <laughs> My Nikki voice. This is crazy. All right. And then the girl was like, "But I never showed you my passport." Right, you're gonna need a password information to book everything. 
And all my international travelers know this. When you actually, you know, do most international flights, they ask for your passport information. How does the girl not know her? Does the girl, does uh, Mary Jane know her birthday? Like, sketchy. All right. And then she was like, I work with Emirates. I paid for 20 flights before I announced the trip. When someone buys a ticket, I use my miles to get your personal flight uh, under my name. Why would it be under your name? Even as a travel agent, that is a no-no. Because there's still no way of tracing. There's no footprint, right? To lead that, there's a confirmation under this young lady's name. Because that can happen to anybody. I'm not doubting that Mary Jane didn't work with Emirates, partner with Emirates. But this is not going to be something where it's kind of like, oh, it's just in my name and I was going to use my mouth. No, 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 that's not professional at all. At all. <laughs> Let me continue, you guys. All right. When someone buys a ticket, I use my miles to get your personal flight all under my name. It's three o'clock in the morning. Let me get back to you. I don't care what time it is. You better, she really have the nerve to be like, it's three o'clock in the morning and you're running a business. You don't sleep, especially when someone gives you $2,500 of their hard earned money through cash app. Come on, come on, son. Come on, son. All right. She's like, let me get back at you. And she was like, yes. Please get back at me. I really need it back. And then she was like, if you had a lot going on in your life, I'm not trying to book that week. And then you switch to February. Now you want to cancel. That's unfortunately not my problem. Ooh, really, Mary? Really? It is your problem because it doesn't matter what the girl got going on. You seriously have the nerve to be like, oh, so you want to cancel on me? That's not my problem. I already spent the money and the money's in my pocket. So you deal with it. I don't care if the girl broke her leg. I don't care if the girl broke her fingernail and decided she didn't want to go. That's still her money. That is still her money. It is your problem because you have possession of it. The girl was like, oh God. Okay. And the girl was like, and then Mary Jane was like, it's yours. I will contact you through email. You'll be refunded, but I'm not sure when. And then, the, and then the girl was like, I was coming at you very nice. I'm not sure why you got nasty. Please don't steal my money. And then Mary was like, you need to look up what steal means. Ashley was like, why are you acting like that? I was so respectful. And then Mary was like, there are miles with your name on them. When I can remove you, you will be refunded. And then Ashley was like, okay. And then Mary was like, also for your information, no one has to show me their passport for a flight. You show your passport at the airport to purchase a flight, any first and last name and address. No, sweetie, that's only when it's domestic. Usually most times with a lot of different flights, including Emirates, you do put your passport information in, sweetie, especially with British Airways. I would never want to argue with you. That's what Ashley said. Now, on January 4th, Ashley was like, hey, are you going to pay me back my $2,500? And then Mary was like, yes, January 18th at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And then Ashley was like, okay, are you going to pay me back? It's the 10th here and you have not cashed at me yet. Wow. Mary gave her a specific time and date to give that young lady her money back. And then days later, she still haven't given her money back or even hit her up and was like, yeah, I know I told you I'm going to give you, you know, give you your money back on this day. 
just give me a few more days. There's no communication. When you got people's money, especially that much, you have to communicate everything. Because to someone else, a day feels like eternity. Period. Because they work their behinds off for that money. So to you, it may be like whatever. But to them, a day feels forever. <laughs> you know, because that's a lot of money that they can be spending on for else, you know, for anything else, especially during a pandemic. You know what I mean? It's the 19th here and you have not cash out me. And then she said something like, got it. And then on the 20th, she was like, don't forget to cash app today. Please don't forget. And then on the 22nd, she was like, don't forget today, please. Um, and then February 4th, hi, Mary Jane. There is still one more left. Um, she's referring to the payment because she was paying her back in installments. And then February 5th, please let me know. February 7th, can you please let me know? I really need my money. And that was, you know, the screenshot that she had posted on her YouTube channel. So now that I got that out the way, I'm going to talk about my opinions on how this all could have been avoided on behalf of this young lady, Ashley. Um, I will be linking her YouTube channel in the description box. Y'all can click and watch this video, but also I'm going to link the other um, videos that, you know, discuss Mary Jane scamming the other ladies and y'all can do whatever y'all want with that information, but I just want to you know, to provide all the receipts and stuff like that because, woof. So here's my takeaway. As a black female solo traveler myself that also has a channel, I don't understand, since she already had a platform, Mary Jane, why not do it the right way? If you legit had an opportunity to build a business where your followers can actually join you and enjoy your presence while you show them around, you know, maybe put them on game as to how they can create a, a YouTube channel. And you know what I mean? Like everybody can eat, <laughs> but to take their money and then have the nerve to be a jerk about it is like mind boggling to me. The only thing I can think of is that she's a narcissist. I know people like to throw that word around, but what else would you describe that? I mean, a lot of people that scam are narcissists, period, flat out. They have no feelings or remorse for anybody else. They only look after themselves and they will legit try to justify their reasoning for why they did what they did, especially since she hasn't come out yet to apologize. And also she is deleting comments on her YouTube channel. She disabled the comments on her Instagram page. And she recently, just a couple of days ago, posted a new video on her YouTube channel talking about her skincare resume as if this is not all going on. Mind you, this is like, she, this girl, Ashley, posted this video a couple of weeks, no, four weeks ago. So this is not necessarily new information. I think it's being talked about now even more is because more girls have come out and was like, oh, so this, this girl came out? Bet. I seen another video of a young lady that posted about Mary Jane um, being sketchy, uh, was it a few months ago? And everybody were dragging her 
talking about no, you're, you're you're hating, you're jealous. But what is there to be jealous of? Even for me, I don't. No one should be jealous of me either. You get what I'm saying? Like traveling is a privilege, no matter what you, you know, want to say about it. Traveling is a privilege. Can anyone travel? Sure. But can everybody travel? No. <laughs> for many reasons. You get what I'm saying? Okay. We have to stop idolizing people that are online, no matter what platform it is, because you can take bits and pieces of a person's, you know, life, lifestyle or personality and try to apply it to your life because they're giving you an an edited version of themselves, right? Including myself. If I, if you see a vlog of mine, of course, I'm not going to include every single thing about my trip. You get what I mean? I'm not going to include, you know, me popping my zit or, you know, me shaving or, you know, like small details like that, that makes a person a human being. I'm going to show what I want you to see. I'm going to edit my videos, my vlogs, my Instagram page, and I'm going to carry it to look a certain way, as genuine as possible, of course, but it's not going to be Angelica Smiley 24-7, like this is, you know what I mean? So you have to be very careful with how you view people online. If someone posts, you know, a body type or a certain hairstyle or, uh, I don't know, you know, a certain image, you have to then decide if that person is even going to match up with who you are in real life. You, you know, you can't compare your real life version. Like you can't compare a real life version of yourself to an edited version of someone else. It doesn't make sense. It's not adding up. The math is not mathing up. <laughs> I, I just don't, it's not mathing up. Yes, I use that word. The math is not mathing up, okay? I wish that she didn't give her that much money at a time through Cash App at that because don't they take a fee? I'm not sure. Um, I was thinking maybe a deposit. Like, that would make more sense since she already collects miles. Ashley, like if if you're a traveler, like you said, and you've been to 10 countries, you should know that, <laughs> you know, like, but again, I'm not, I'm not blaming her. I'm not, she's the victim here. You know, you just have to be very careful when you have that much money involved. There's not one person online that I would ever pay to travel with. You know, I would just book my own. So like I was saying, I had put together my own group, um, trips and, All the people that, you know, came to my group trips, they paid for their own way. They paid their own flights. They paid. I told them, um, I gave them the link to the Airbnb. And I said, this is how much the total cost would be for everybody. um, And we're going to split it. Now, mind you, some people couldn't afford it. So I was like, I'll even make up the difference. I'm not going to say what trip that was. It doesn't matter. But, you know. I I had to cough up some money to make the difference for some people that slacked 
And I didn't complain about it. I was like, whatever, you know? But, um, because I want people to enjoy themselves. I want people to try, I want people to have a good time. You know, I don't, I don't see the point in <laughs> taking, if this is what you generally love to do, you know, it's not like she travels and, and that's it. She's an actual social, social media influencer. So she knows that and she knows what her job is because she gains views, which gives you money. So it's really messed up to me that she would take their money that way and then just go ghost. I know what it feels like to work and not get paid. Um, When I was in Atlanta, I worked for a production company for a month and still to this day, I'm, I'm owed $2,500. I haven't received a dime. Because the people that owed me, they, they, they blocked me or I don't know, they just stopped communicating with me. And I was like, karma is real, you know? And that production company isn't, isn't, you know, running anymore. So you could have had a great employee or a great partner, um, me as a cinematographer and editor, and we could have made some really good work, but you screwed me over instead. So, Hey, you know, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Ain't that what Monique said? I'm just trying to understand how the society has become this way in a, in a sense of like entitlement of others, of other people's, uh, hard earning way of living. Um, It's very unfortunate because she's putting a bad name on the community um, of young black, you know, solo female travelers um, that really genuinely want to inspire other people to do what we do. And I take what I do very seriously. I took a break. I took a hiatus because of COVID, of course. And but now things are starting to open up and I'm really thinking about maybe next month taking a little trip somewhere. I don't want to give too much details about it, but I do generally want to go somewhere. Um, you'll see. Uh, yeah. And, you know, who knows, maybe in the future when things start to become back, you know, back to normal, I will maybe create another group trip, you know, very soon. I don't know. We'll see. But that is the goal again, is to obviously, I want to keep, I want to make that a thing, you know, because everybody that took a trip with me always have a good time. Maybe one or two of them don't, and I know who they are, and we no longer talk. Um, but for the most part, during that trip, like the activities that I had booked, the, the activities that I had planned, and the locations, and the you know the Airbnbs or the hotels that we stayed in were phenomenal. Period. I've never taken a dime from anyone nor do I owe anyone anything from those group trips that I put together, okay? Because I don't have a reason to. For her, it's it's coming off that she's broke, broke, all right? But also, outside of this, outside of Ashley, and I hope Ashley gets her $500 back, and I, and I genuinely hope the other girls get their money back too. From what I know now, Mary Jane is stuck in London. Um, She's dealing with a 
the situation out there and I'm sure they, they're not going to let her leave from what I last heard, allegedly. But, um, hmm. I heard that, you know, from one of the ladies that actually did take a trip out there to, to Egypt, I think it was to Egypt because she did do Dubai and Egypt, but I believe this trip was in Egypt where this young lady who's half white and half Japanese, um, she came out on a live and, and was talking to, um, three other girls who were also scammed that, um, <clears throat> that pretty much, uh, Mary Jane is racist and <laughs> that she don't like African-Americans, like she don't like herself. Um, and if you look at her friends, like on her, some of her videos, majority of them are white, you know, white girls that are social media influencers that are pretty and, you know, they have a certain look, if you get what I mean. Um, you rarely see her hanging out with like, you know, regular black girls around the way that aren't travelers or social media influencers. You just see these white girls that look like models. And she's also said a few things that were very questionable um, in some of her videos. Never mind you. I know, I know, I knew of her probably like maybe I've seen a few of her. Uh, I seen her Instagram page before because I think somebody promoted it. And I was like, oh, she's she's really cute. I love the look. I love the aesthetic. I love uh how she takes her photos. Um and then I came across a post. Let me see here. Because I dropped my mouth and I was like, what is this? So she had done a Q&A on her Instagram story some time ago probably wasn't that long ago but pretty much she said it's 1 a.m and I can't sleep let's do some more I'm assuming questions right because that's what she used to do on her Instagram stories is she would do Q&As okay so somebody asked her so somebody said I know there's racism everywhere but have you been somewhere that was too much now, mind you, I get this question all the time and I have no problems answering it at all because racism exists everywhere, <laughs> right? And I'm very honest about my experiences in certain countries. Like, I've never flat out been, you know, called the N-word, but I've dealt with being char overcharged. I've uh, dealt with um, feeling somewhat isolated in groups um, where I would book uh, a tour. And I'm the only black girl and I would be ignored um, by the tour guides or whatever. Um, some people would make insensitive comments about my skin complexion or hair texture in places like Asia or whatever. You know, people that are just simply ignorant. But I wouldn't say so much like just strictly like racist. But, you know, I've dealt with very uncomfortable situations. Um you know, stairs and stuff like that. But she was like, Mary Jane was like, I know you're not trying to, but this question really, really annoys me. It's something everyone asks me all the time once they find out I'm a world traveler. Isn't, insert country, racist? It annoys me so bad. Racist could be against any race of any kind. 
There are racist people all over the world. Not everybody all over the world hates black people. Laugh out loud. Oh my God. What I have learned is, is more about how you carry yourself. Oh. <laughs> there were these black girls who used to twerk and fight in public all the time in China. And of course, everyone was looking at them and talking bad about those girls and telling them to return to America because in China, that stuff is not tolerated. And they went around telling everyone that Chinese people are racist. But no, they're not. Laugh out loud. They just didn't like these individual girls. I have never had any racist experiences outside of the United States. I carry myself well. Whew. All right. So let me get back to the part where she's like, <laughs> it's about, it's more about how you carry yourself. You can be the most upstanding, kind individual. Racism don't give a hoot about that. And racism, races never cared how you carried yourself. Because you're like, racism has nothing to do with that. So for her to just be like, it's giving me very much of like, well, Y'all sag your pants and, you know, y'all kill each other. So what do you think white people, go, you know, why? so why should white people respect us if we don't respect each other? Like, it's giving me that. And I'm not even going to make the excuse because she's young, because she's old enough to understand that, um, especially as a black person. And you're talking about China? How China, the same country that kicked Africans out, <laughs> And blame them for causing uh, COVID-19. China, Chinese people against black people are some of the most racist, racist groups of people that we know of, that we can think of outside of white people. So I'm not understanding how she just conflicted that as if like it's not possible that people in China aren't racist because of it's depending on how you carry yourself. No, we, you can look up on YouTube. Plenty of videos, even Chinese people themselves admitting this, that they tend to have very racist views against black people, especially black Americans. So I'm not, I'm not comprehending <laughs> why she couldn't just say, yes, there's racism in other places, but me personally, I have not experienced it. That's it. But the fact that she had to let this person know that she gets annoyed by people having that concern rightfully so this is america right where majority of people in the black community don't have a passport let alone this country i believe it's like 60 percent of americans i think 60 percent of americans don't have a passport or something like that actually let me make sure let me check just to be sure because i don't want to i don't want to be wrong here let me see how many Americans have a passport. In 2017, 42% of total population of the United States owned a valid passport. Less people than I just said. So you break that percentage down to black people in this country, right? African Americans, because obviously, you know, that's who she is. So we're we're, we're going to be we're going to we're going to break it down to specifics, ethnic groups. Why is it that she can't comprehend that a small group of people that have dealt with racism 
systemic racism at that in a country for 400 years are afraid to not just travel, you know, by themselves, but travel in general outside of the country because they're that afraid. So this, this would have been a moment for her to actually inform, to actually educate the masses and just made an actual video. I don't know if she has, but even how she addressed this person individually, she could have just been like, you know what? I'm sorry you feel that way. And rightfully so. Um, and maybe she had a fear. Maybe she didn't when she first um, went out of the country um, that they're justified in feeling that way. It's almost like she, she's annoyed <laughs> that she has a responsibility to actually do her fucking job. You get what I'm saying? Like as a, as a black female solo traveler, you know, people are going to ask these type of questions and not everyone's going to see your page, you know, or going to see like your Q and a when you post it. So sometimes you're going to have to repeat yourself, but if you enjoy doing what you, what you're doing, which is a, a luxury lifestyle, no matter how you put it, even if you stay in shitty hotels and hostels, you're still traveling, baby. Um, that you have to be very aware and mindful of the fact that not everybody is privileged enough to be in your situation or have the same thought process as you. So to be that very ignorant and insensitive to this person that asks a very basic common question it's like you have no business in even calling yourself a, 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 a international traveler on YouTube as a in a respectful way, as a having that type of career. Just travel, but don't actually be an influencer. If you don't like the job that comes with your job title, then don't do it. You know. I love interacting with my followers. I don't even call them followers. I call them supporters <laughs> because that's who you guys are to me. Um, and you guys know that like majority of my supporters and friends um, know that I actually interact with y'all on a different level outside of traveling topics. So it's more than just a quote unquote job. It's more than just you know what I mean? Just seeing the world. This is like a a privilege. And the fact that she took advantage of that is very disgusting to me. Um, honestly, it is. And I don't know what else to say in that regards to other than the fact that you can never win when you play dirty in the words of Nene Leakes. You, you just can't win. You never will. Because like I said, karma is always on time. It may not be when you think it's going to come, but it's going to come. And I think it's here for her. It, it has arrived. It has arrived because the girls are on YouTube, all over YouTube. If you type in her name, Mary Jane Byarm, I think is how you say her last name. All the videos of other people talking about the situation is blowing up. The views are coming up. And she's going to have to address this situation eventually. She's going to always have supporters. She's going to always have fans. That's, that's a given because no matter, you can't, everybody can't cancel one person, you know, just because, a, a, even though no matter what they've done, I mean, there's plenty of problematic people that have a high following still, you know, Demi Lovato, 
Cardi B, T.I., you know, that it is what it is. <laughs> but I, I'm not understanding how she can just be so nonchalant of posting a video recently while this is all going on and not say anything about it. She's actually lying even more because she said that her phone was stolen, even though when she showed us where the phone was located, it was in the same perimeter, perimeter that she was in. Like the phone is like actually with her. But she's making it seem like the phone is like far away. But people putting two and two together. So it's kind of like, mm, you know, but anyways, I'm going to link everything for y'all to watch. Y'all can watch the rest of the videos of um, the other girls that were scammed in their accounts on, on their account and, you know, be the judge of herself. But I just wanted to address that situation because it really made me feel some type of way because I worked my behind off to be where I'm at um, in life as a female solo traveler and it is a it's a little risky job because again as a, a woman traveling by yourself there's always going to be a risk factor involved especially with the world that we're living in right now um and for her to just take people's money to have that luxury lifestyle that she's portraying on instagram and youtube is so messed up allegedly if that if, if all this is true which I can't see how it's not because there's actual receipts here. Um, yeah, it's sickening. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, moving along. Billy Porter. So Billy Porter reveals that he has been HIV positive for 14 years. According to the New York Times, the actor told The Hollywood Reporter that he had feared disclosing it would give another way for people to discriminate against me in an already discriminatory profession. The Tony and Emmy award-winning actor disclosed in an interview with a Hollywood reporter published on Wednesday that he learned he had HIV in 2007 and hid the information from colleagues for over a decade. And he said, I was trying to have a life and a career and I wasn't certain I could if the wrong people knew. Porter 51 said in the interview, it would just be another way for people to discriminate against me in an already discriminatory profession. He also described the shame he felt having grown up in a Pentecostal church and in a very religious family and how he had been afraid to tell his mother for 14 years. That's sad. It's time to grow up and move on because shame is destructive. And if not dealt with, it can destroy everything in its path. Very true. Very true. Um, Porter said that he was able to work through the shame through his role on the FX series called Pose, which centers on the ballroom scene during the AIDS epidemic of the 1980s and the 1990s in New York City. Porter's character, a ballroom MC and elder of the community, received a diagnosis of HIV in the first season and struggles to share the information with the group. Wow. Sorry for the background noise. Somebody decides to trim their uh, grass around this time. He continues to say, I was able to say everything that I wanted to say through a surrogate, Porter said. His acting career took off after his star turned in the Broadway musical Kinky Boots, which earned him a 2013 Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical for his performance as a drag performer Lola. For years, Porter said he had resolved to keep his health status a secret until his mother's death. 
He changed his mind more recently and made a plan to tell his mother about the diagnosis with his sister. But one day, which happened to be the last day filming the final season of Pose, on a phone call with his mother, she noticed that he sounded off and he told her. She said, you've been carrying this around for 14 years? Don't ever do this again. I'm your mother. I love you no matter what. Oh, I can't even imagine feeling like now is my way to show the pain that I felt carrying this secret for so long through an actual role on a TV show that is very popular, such as Pose. That, to me, shows that he deserves the flowers and the war for being so strong because he's shown that through his character. And it's, it is unfortunate that HIV, well, STDs, period, STD, STIs, are still um, considered to have a stigma around them, especially in the Black community, where... We know that a lot of people have HIV, let alone STDs, no matter what they are. People have it, but yet people shame it, you know? Um, And when you say stigma, some people take that as though you should not be proud of having that. Like, you, you you shouldn't want that. That's not what the word stigma means. Like, obviously, people that typically are diagnosed with, um, a disease or a virus such as HIV or any form of STDs aren't, didn't ask for it. You know what I mean? They didn't ask for it. Someone gave it to them. So to shame that person that received it, it, it makes no sense to me. Like I could never shame someone for having an STD, maybe because I am informed and I know people that do have it or had it. Um, an STI or STD, whatever, or have HIV, um, especially live in Atlanta. I've met people that had HIV, et cetera. I'm just like, you know, okay. But it's unfortunate people still to this day don't feel comfortable to, to, to say it out loud because they know that they're going to get backlash such as Billy. And um, I think him coming out and being such an icon, um, because he is, in my opinion. I feel like now people in the community can start to be like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, the more you talk about it, the more people won't feel like they have to, I don't know, not hide, but they at least will feel confident in themselves, even if it's behind closed doors, you know, because it it is about you. It's always going to be about you and your feelings and your life, regardless of what other people think. But I think feeling comfortable enough to know who you are as an individual is rewarding. And no one can shame you for something that you can admit and own. And that in itself is powerful. That's how you take your power back is by not feeling ashamed of anything, regardless of, outside of this, regardless of who you are, your sexual orientation, your race, your religion, your identity is your identity. And, and no one should be able to strip that away from you. Um, so I wish the best, (laughs) um, that's awesome. Like that he was able to hold something for 14 years and finally, you know, let the world know, especially before his mom passes away that I'm like, imagine if she passed away, he finally felt comfortable to tell her she would never know, you know? So I'm glad that he came out and told her with the support of his sister during the last season, I believe it is, the third season of Pose, 
it's like a, a, a chapter that was closed and opened for, you know, a new, a new start, um, a new bond, um, with his mom. So shout out to Billy Porter. All right, Joe Budden. <laughs> Joe Budden, Joe Budden. Uh, well, Joe Budden is hated right now on the internet as usual and rightfully so because he just doesn't know how to not be Joe Budden. Um, oh gosh. So according to the Daily Beast, Joe Budden can't talk his way out of his sexual harassment controversy. The rapper turned podcast host is facing scrutiny from fans after he publicly fired his two longtime co-hosts and then was accused of sexual harassment by a fellow podcaster. This was just released. All right. If one clip could sum up Joe Budden, it would be when he incited a near brawl while interviewing the Migos <laughs> at the 2017 BET Awards. I totally forgot about that for a second, but we got some really good memes out of that. So how can we actually ever forget about that moment? But yeah, that was in 2017. Hmm. Anyways, after his co-host, DJ Academics, struggled to understand Takeoff's thick Atlanta accent while questioning whether he felt left out of the rap group's hit song, Bad and Bougie, Button took things to another level. All right, we got to wrap this up, though. Button cut off Academics' uh, mic, leaving everyone exchanging confused glances over the abrupt interjection. Then wrap it up then, an annoyed quaffle quipped. Academics attempted to savage the last few seconds. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't even need to go over this. But y'all remember when it happened, right? All right. Cool. It was Button's usual shtick. Shtick. <laughs> with the rapper turned podcast host acting out and then either brushing off criticism or doubling down. Joe Budden does do that. And he also sucks at accountability. But what else? He's a narcissist. Holding significant sway within the hip-hop community. Budden was mostly been able to explain away potential controversies and troubling accusations, including rubbing his dog's genit genitals and domestic abuse allegations from past partners. But Budden can't seem to talk his way out of the latest storm. This time, it seems a 40-year-old... He's 40? Fans may have had enough of the habitual line stepper. The drama kicked off last week when Button erupted during an episode of the Joe Button podcast and fired his longtime co-hosts Rory Farrell and Jamil Mall Clay on air. The men have failed to turn up to the episode's taping after voicing frustration with Button over a lack of respect and transparency in their business dealings. The other shoe dropped on Monday when Olivia Dope a former podcast host on See the Thing Is, which falls under the Joe Budden Network umbrella, detailed how Budden sexually harassed her throughout an on-air podcast interview in January. She claimed he repeatedly made comments about how he wanted to have sex with her, and at the same and at the close of the episode, Budden gave her a hug and thrust his hips at her. Describing Button's actions as extremely uncomfortable, in a 25-minute video, Dope said the embarrassing situation had forced her into the decision of quitting the podcast. 
Both incidents have caused Budden's typically loyal fan base to wonder if the outspoken radio personality had finally gone too far. With many bringing up his ex-girlfriend, to Harry Jose's claims that he pushed her down a flight of stairs, and how since Santana, the mother of his son, also alleged domestic abuse, Butter has previously denied these claims. He did not return the Daily Beast request for comment. Hmm. Kevin, even Kevin Hart weighed in on Button's erupt fallout with his two friends on his podcast, Straight from the Heart. To see you publicly showed on the guys who were with you, that is an example of poor leadership, he said. That's an example of why you are where you are. Oof. You want to be by yourself and you want to be Kang Dingling. <laughs> Sorry. Wealth should be shared, not owned. It's not just him. I don't think Joe has that. Oof. But his podcast in 2021 is a far cry from when he first started in February 2015. One of the early pioneers in the ever-growing medium, but his first episode was posted to SoundCloud and didn't even have a name at the time. Instead of using a placeholder of, I'll name this podcast later, which stuck. He discussed music, sports, hot topics, and anything he deemed worthy of conversation. Eh, some like me. At the time... His main co-host was Marissa Mendez, and Rory played a lesser role in the conversation. But by August 2016, Mendez was gone and Rory remained. Mal joined the show in November with all three men's staples of the podcast since. The show steadily grew in numbers across all platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. After severing his relationship with Spotify last year, Button scored his biggest deal yet with Patreon, announcing in February he would be housing, 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 is Joe Budden Network with a subscription-based platform with pricing tiers set at $5, $10, and $25 a month. Who the hell would pay $25 a month to listen to Joe? All right. Anyway, the Harlem native also became Patreon's head of the creator equity, a paid advisory role that works with the company to create new programs that financially benefit creators. Well, hmm. Yet, it was ironic how, after railing against platforms over bad deals and not letting him have more ownership and financial stake in his content, his former longtime podcast co-hosts feel he has now done the same to them. They claim they both have percentage-based contracts directly tied to how much money the podcast brought in, yet Button refused to hand over the accounting books, leaving them in the dark about how much money they actually were supposed to be making. When they pushed back against Joe, um, Joe Button, he accused them of being entitled. Button issued an apology and a statement provided to Rolling Stone, which said, as a podcaster, it is my job to address topics and create dialogue around them. During the conversation on the, see, the thing is, podcast, I didn't handle the topics with the given sensitivity they deserved. I recognize my words and power in that situation created an, an upsetting environment for Olivia. Upon re reflection, both the network and I take accountability for this. I apologize sincerely to Olivia, her former co-hosts, our staff, and the public. In an effort to not further any trauma, the episode will be removed from all platforms. However, during the most recent podcast episode, Button gave a brief, less somber apology to Dope before he cracked jokes and attempted to explain the breakdown in his working relationship with Rory and Mao. Fans in the comment section were not impressed. Joe be switching the conversation whenever it gets too close or serious. He'll try to make a joke or shame someone for their views. Then at the end, at the, then at the end he calls it performative art. 
Isn't that what he did with Nicki Minaj? Which is why she cussed him out. Right? I could have sworn that was kind of similar. Like, he just doesn't listen. He just wants to be the voice in the room. He doesn't like accountability. And the moment that he's getting checked, and rightfully so, he legit, like, will gaslight the shit out of you. It will make it seem like you're being delusional or you don't understand what he's saying. And he's very good at manipulating people that way. Like, I've seen that through the years with how he treats women, especially his exes, you know, on reality TV and stuff like that. Um, what's her name? Kaylin Garcia. Um, and, you know, the girl, with the the Latina girl with the big blonde curly hair who's, who dances in hills. You know, the girls on YouTube and Instagram that have the dance you know the stiletto classes the cute little you know i love those type of um dances would i be doing that at a nightclub no i'm not i'm not i'm not dancing like that no heels child not me um but they look cute anyways uh let's see been a fan of joe since the mood music days a second fan added seen drama all this man life and for some reason always assumed it wasn't his fault now why would you do that See, that's the thing about people that admire people so much that they know they see exactly what someone's doing that's toxic. And they still would be like, oh, there's no way that, you know, it's just his fault or her fault. How could it be? It's everybody else's fault. Just because I like this person, there's no way that they can just be this bad. Are you kidding? Grown ass adults acting like that. Anyways, after what happened with Rory and Mal and the females, the females, <laughs> the women at his network, I got to accept dude for who he is can't support this anymore so that was a breaking straw okay and and to think that since santana thought she had a prize <laughs> little did she know well she had a baby by him so the thing about you know doing business deals with people that are already selfish and has a history of being selfish and straight up has the receipts of being shown that they're selfish i don't know what these two fellas I don't know what these dudes were thinking. Like they generally thought like, you know, we're going to do this and we're blowing up. Being friends is different than being a business partner. And the thing about it is these two men legit said like he was shady a few times before this even happened, but yet they still continue to do business with them. And he's shown many red flags of how he operates in business deals. And one thing about contracts and lawyers and stuff like that, everything's out on the table. And if you don't take it for what it is, you're going to screw yourself up more than you can ever imagine. And that's what happened here. And even with Olivia Pope, there were people that were like, why didn't she come out and say anything before? Like, And for me, that has been sexually assaulted before. Um, It's like horrible to read things like that because especially when you're in a male you know a mostly male dominated industry such as media period no matter what form it is it's hard to speak up and out when you have a high fan base such as joe budden especially when it's mostly men because you still see the comments of people dismissing her her side being like, it wasn't that deep. Like, who the hell are you to tell someone that their experience isn't that deep as a man when you're talking about a woman that was assaulted by a man? Like, that shows you the weak busters that we have out here. 
Okay. Um, I'm not even going to go into the comments that I'd be seeing on Kevin Samuel's channel now more than before, how some men are really showing their incel sleeves. Okay. It's just kind of like, what she did was actually put the nail in a coffin for a lot of other people though. What she did was show exactly what it was. And I seen the video and it is very cringe. It's very awkward. And it just was not necessary. And he takes things too far, especially with women. So imagine how he deals with men. You get what I mean? How he handled that interview with Ashanti was even more, it was degrading as well. And how he handled the interview with Nicki Minaj was degrading as well. So him keep apologizing when all he had to do was just listen in the first place. It shows you that the dude is a narc. He's a, a true definition of a narcissist. And I've been called, everybody been called Joe, but, um, Joe um, Budden a narcissist for years. So, you know, I think because people use a word so often that, you know, people feel like it takes away the value of it, whatever, when you call and just anyone a narc, but there are a lot of narcissists in the media world. So, I mean, hey, but this dude is just trash. He's trash. He knows he is. He don't care. That's the problem. He don't care what people, what people think about him. The best way to get rid of Joe Budden is to not talk about him. It's to not support his platform. It's to not listen to anything he has to say. You can't give people like that attention because they legit thrive off of it, regardless if it's good or bad. So the best thing to do is just to ignore him and not talk about him. You know, I mean, DJ Academics is a weirdo, but it's also not surprising that those two partnered up. But um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be fine. Those two are going to get their own platforms and they're going to be just fine now that they already got their followings and people are familiar with their work and their, you know, how they operate on their um, platform. They're going to do just fine. Joe Budden, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I really don't. But I really feel like he's just inching away from just having nobody in the industry messing with him because he just doesn't like to take accountability until it's too late you know oh well it is what it is but uh yeah when you're doing business y'all with um friends or uh uh family members or even your um partners and relationships You either know that you can do it or you know that you can't. And if you know you can't, don't push it. Don't force it, right? Because people don't know how to separate the two. Um, and it is hard to separate the two. But if you don't have the discipline to do that, then it, you don't want to not just ruin your business, but also ruin your relationship on the way out as well with that person. Like, because businesses really tend to break up a lot of, like friendships, family members, and relationships big time. And it's very awkward and messy when you have to clean it up to decide like what y'all gonna do with it because y'all just can't even be in the same room anymore. Um y'all have to have lawyers talking to each other um y'all lawyers talking to each other to communicate through all this like who wants to go through that? You know what I mean? When you're supposed to be building an empire and making money. That's that's supposed to be the main conversations, not who's getting what because the other person did something that the other person didn't like etc etc so if you're gonna do that if you're gonna go if you're gonna shit you know shit where you sleep <laughs> make sure that you have some air freshness on a standby because i don't think 
you know, it makes sense if you don't know how to just deal with certain types of personalities when business and money's on the table. Like, you got to have really, really strong mind and patience and understanding and great communication skills, which we all know a lot of adults today don't have. So if you don't have good communication skills, which for some reason people think they do, but they don't realize that their communication skills are non-existent because all they know how to do is yell and cuss and throw tantrums and try to do a get back and blast people online. That's people's forms of of communication these days is just a mess. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's all that is. I mean, Joe Budden, I feel like uh, his walls are finally caving in on him. Oh, well. He did a lot of people wrong, and it is what it is, so. I just wanted to briefly talk about how there's a picture going around on um, Instagram and YouTube as well of this uh, Black lady who is pregnant. Looks like she's about eight months or nine months. She looks like she's going to pop any minute um, on her knees and proposing to her man. And there's a whole bunch of discussions around it uh, because, as you guys know, now we have the red pill, the blue pill, the pink pill, the manosphere, and all this other stuff, like, on YouTube, whatever, high-value ban, all this other crap. Um, But there's a whole discussion around it, and I just want to get my little quick two cents in it, literally, real quick, just like that. (sighs) I think it is very telling how we even came to this point of having a picture like that, even going on, like who took the picture? (laughs) Who took the picture and didn't tell mamas to get up off her knees because I know they were hurting her. Why was the man allowing his pregnant girlfriend to even be on her knees in that position as a man with any form of dignity for self-dignity and for hers to even allow that to happen and people are like, I, do, I don't think it's real. I don't care if it's real or not. It, it's just the actual, like, it's the point, you know what I mean? The image of it all that's going around on social media and causing this whole like debate or discussion of beta male, alpha male, beta woman, alpha. I, like this stuff is just weird to me after a while. Like, I just don't understand it in a sense of like, your moral compass, you know, a lot of people's moral compasses are broken, like cracked, <laughs> cracked, y'all. But yeah, what I think about it is it's a shame, you know, that she has to be the one to lead, even though she's already leading with her womb. He can't even lead as a man by proposing to her or making her his wife, even though she's putting her body, her life at risk for him. Which is why, ladies, stop getting pregnant for dusties, please. Just, just please. Like, we don't, we don't need any more um, human beings being produced into this world um, with the help of um, dusties. Okay, because that's what they are. They, they're <sighs> like some people be like, oh, like I see a woman pursuing marriage. Like what? And then, like, y'all act like y'all have to stay. Y'all don't stay when you have a whole child in the way. So I'm sure you can easily leave when she's pressing for the rank. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. Very weird. I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. 
you know i really don't i've seen a woman propose to men but not pregnant like hmm yeah what a shame but that's all so nikki's back yay the queen is back the queen is back 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 yeah queen is back uh she came out with three new singles and she came out uh, with her old remix, Beam Me Up Scotty, is now on all platforms. So go and stream it. Show the support to the Odie, but yet the goodie. Uh, all summer, we're rapping all old lyrics that we've still been rapping to. I mean, the only thing hopping is a kangaroo. So, Zoya Banks. Hmm. My girl Azalea Banks. And I say that very loosely and carefully because for those who don't know, I love Azalea Banks music. I just do. And when she's actually right and not problematic, she's actually right and not problematic. But when she's wrong and problematic, she's wrong and problematic as hell. Recently, Azalea Banks accused my girl Nikki of doing cocaine and that she was going to send CPS to take her papa bear her baby away from her for that whole allegation online and it's crazy because one moment zoe banks is a big nikki fan then the next she's trashing the crap out of her and lying on her even though if you watched a lie when nikki first came alive a few days ago um not even a few days ago yeah it was a few days ago um that she was crying and that she also suffers from allergies and i mean we all have allergies and if you don't have allergies god bless you but if you have allergies like i do get around like i'm allergic to a lot of different things in nature um especially dust mites and you know you name it pollen is like legit my kryptonite um you're going to have the sniffles. Like right now, I'm not sniffling as I was earlier because I took my pills. I took my allergy pills and it kicked in. Zyrtec, y'all. Zyrtec. Um, yeah, I'm good. So it it's horrible that she finally stepped back on the scene and people just automatically already just like trying to take, you know, Nikki down, trying to take her crown. Like she's unstoppable and... I don't know. It's just weird behavior, weirdos, you know? Like, you Zoe Banks, you're a freaking weirdo. We all know that. And uh, nobody t- no, nobody should take what she says seriously, even though Nikki, unfortunately, had to address it, of course, because that is her name being thrown around the dirt. And people accuse her of being a druggie in the past, <clears throat> Joe Budden. Um, so it's crazy that she, again, has to break this down that yes she's taken perks in the past um and she smokes weed and drinks alcohol but she rapped about that in her lyrics already but no she's never done cocaine before so whatever um and and, and even if she has right let's say she has in the past who cares because she's still spitting she's still writing better than your fave so i'm not mm, Another hater of the queen is um, JT from the City Girls. I mean, what else is new? JT is a very, very sick individual who's very insecure. 
I've never seen a girl so insecure outside of Cardi B that's a female rap artist online that constantly has to like put herself in the middle of things that no one gives a crap about. Like focus on your grasshopper, Jimmy the Cricket. Focus on your man that has a, a diamond in the middle of his forehead for no reason because whatever power he thinks that's giving him, that source is missing. The guy is, and I, I like little Uzi's music. I think he's, I think he has a certain vibe about him that people like because he's typically quiet until he's not. And when he's not quiet, it's like, Uzi, just be quiet. <laughs> like, just go back to being this goofy, cute, short dude that do a little shimmy shoulder dance, you know, and put the peace sign. Like, whatever happens to that little Uzi. Now you're going over here, like, being this allegedly abusive dude to JT and you're rubbing off on her and her insecurities. And she's becoming this, like, insecurity blanket for you right so you know the tweets keep rolling the girls keep talking on twitter and uh carisha young aka young miami a part of the city girls she wants Nicki minaj to unblock her because i guess Nicki blocked her because she came out on a radio show i think it was the breakfast club some time ago and was like we're team cardi b like how can you team cardi b over Nicki? No Tito shade to those that listen to this that are, but I, I'm not, I'm, I'm missing something. <laughs> like I'm, I'm completely missing. Anyways, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. I don't, but yeah, the girls are begging for features. The girls are begging for unblocks. Um, the girls are just upset that she's back and people are legit cheering for her. And they already know what time it is. If you're not on the Nikki train, you're on the wrong team. That's word to mommy, word to mother, right? But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of um what Nikki has to come. And she's gonna have some new music coming out. She said that um her documentary is coming out soon and also a new album. So we're waiting for that. But yeah. We're ready for you, Nikki. Ah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I love me some Nikki Minaj. All the way. The long way. Forever. All right. But yeah, congrats, Nikki, with um three new singles. Y'all check it out. Her Beat Me Up Scotty mixtape. And stream the queen. All right. And last but not least in uh, the music world, our boy J. Cole. Came out with his album, The Off Season, and whew, it has 12 songs on it, and it's about 39 minutes long. Shout out to my, well, I would say he's like my top five favorite rap artists of all time. So, you know, that's a big deal because I love rap. I love MCs. Y'all know that. I'm talking about like of all time, including Nikki. Um, so this is like amazing that both of them just came out like we're here. The real artists are here, so please clear. <laughs> just get out of the way. Um his top three uh singles that are mostly streamed are 95 South, Amari, and My Life. 
right. I love applying pressure. I love 100 mil. I love let go of my hand. Yeah, those are like my top as of now. But again, I only listened to the full album twice. So I'm going to listen to it some more when I go to the gym. But yeah, welcome back, Cole. We miss you. Fellow Aquarius, you already know what's up. Bow, 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 bow. All right. Me in here. But I can't wait for him to go on tour. I want my signed vinyl. I want my apparel. I already have a, a hat of his when I went to one of his concerts. I forgot which concert it was. I got to find that hat, actually. It was cute. It was like a a dad hat, but it was it was dope. Um, but yeah, like the dude is back. Oh, it was Born Sinner. Yes, that was, that was a concert. Um, it was a Born Sinner hat with the crown. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm really, really excited for him because he deserves all the recognition that he can get. Like all the rappers are giving him praise right now. Um, so he's one of the most humblest like rappers that exist and but you know that's the Aquarius like we're, we're pretty humble people for the most part but we're just dope we're just dope like we, we just got to show our talent and that's it we ain't got to do much else I'm just saying it is what it is <laughs> anyways okay Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta on Bravo you guys you know if you're following Pretty much reality TV news. You should know about this situation. Portia Williams is being um, lit up still um, about her being engaged to Simon uh, Guabadia. I don't want to mess up his name, but I don't want to butcher it. So my apologies um, to my fellow Nigerians if I butchered his last name. But uh, yeah, so Portia Williams got engaged to Simon, the estranged husband of her Real Housewives of Atlanta co-star Fallon earlier this month. Hmm. So Portia Williams is denying any speculation that she and Simon are having a quote unquote shotgun wedding. The Real Housewives of Atlanta star, who's 39 years old, opened up about her recent engagement with Simon during Tuesday's episode of Dish, Dish Nation sharing that the couple are not expecting a child together. I'm not pregnant, um, Williams said. When co-host Gary Hayes asked about an Instagram photo in which Williams wore a red, tight-fitting bathing suit along with her massive emerald cut engagement ring. Is this what you want, Gary? I'm not pregnant. This is not a shotgun wedding. Um, It was very, very special, she recalled, before explaining that she, quote-unquote, didn't think anything of it when she shared a photo of herself and Simon celebrating the holiday with ex her ex uh boyfriend or and the father of her child, Dennis McKinley, who's also friends with um uh Simon, who she split from shortly after giving birth to her now two-year-old daughter, Pilar, Pilar, um, Jenna. Dennis and Myself and Simon, my fiance, were sitting there, and it was such a magical moment of us just being grown adults and being mature and wanting to do the best thing. I was like, let's seal this moment with a picture, and we posted it. And then I woke up and I was like, what's happening? Why is everybody going crazy? Reflecting on her romance with Simon Williams, said, I've been waiting for a love like this, and God answered my prayers. And I was going to deny it when it was smacking me dead in my face. I'm happy. 
by the way, her fiance Simon is worth about forty-one or forty-four million dollars. He owns a oil company, or he he's involved in the oil business in Nigeria. Um, so Williams went public with her relationship with Simon, who's fifty-six years old, last week, revealing that it began a month ago. Yes, we are crazy in love. Now we all know that it didn't start a month ago because there's no way hack that you have a two-year-old daughter. All right, regardless of the blessings of your the baby daddy, why would you bring a man around your daughter after only one month of dating and then engaged? And it's just a lot going on, you know. But that's just me. That's just me. She says, "I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night, tuning out all negative energy and only focus on positive wishes. He makes me happy, and to me, that is what matters the most." She wrote. Simon later confirmed that they're engaged, asked her to marry me because we checked all of each other's boxes and then some. You know what? We meet awesome people every day. You know, like we can all just meet a great person. Then we all can check the boxes with one person. But that don't mean that they're meant for you. And it doesn't mean that they're a great person for you until you get to know them. Right. Right. Just to be sure, because. They didn't even make the honeymoon stage. You know what I mean? By the six month mark where it's like, okay, we're comfortable with each other. We know where we're going. We know what we want. Blah, blah, blah. I would have probably have been a little more less skeptical if they like actually dated, you know what I mean? For a little while. But hey, like they said, they checked all the boxes. Um, in a statement attained, obtained by People on May 11th, Fallon, her co-worker, appeared on the show you know alongside with the other cast members she said i want to thank everyone for reaching out to me and offering their love and support at this time i'm focusing on finalizing my divorce and healing sending positivity to you all simon and fallon have yet to finalize their divorce so portia is engaged to a married man pretty much does she care clearly not um Though they reached a settlement last month, according to court documents obtained by people. Well, a lot of people are upset because Portia was at this lady's house in her pool, eating her food, kikiing with her, taking pictures with her while Simon was there and didn't say anything about it. Right. So she was eyeing her husband the whole time. Somebody said, don't ever allow a woman to sit on your bed because she just wants to know how it feels with your man in it. Have you ever heard that saying before? You know, Portia is the type to lie because she's been exposed as a liar on the show, especially when she lied on Candy, allegedly uh, sexually assaulting her and drugging her. Um, she's not the type of person I would ever want around my man, ever. Um, because as the saying goes, it's not what your man would do. It's just the woman around them. That you have to be, you have to look out, child. You have to watch out, child. <laughs> yeah, Portia, it doesn't look good no matter how you put it. Because people are saying like, oh, her and Fallon weren't friends, so it's it's okay. No, it's still not okay because that's still your co-worker. You were still around that person. You were still laughing in their face. You were still around their husband while they were together, by the way. So it, it doesn't look right regardless. It's, it's just not with the code. You know, the moral code, the moral compass I was telling y'all about earlier. It's broken now, you know, like there's no, it's it's just weird times that we're living in, especially with social media. People are like, oh, it's for a storyline. 
And that still doesn't help because you're still portraying yourself in the light on TV that will forever be there as a certain way for money, which means you still have no morals and you have a two-year-old daughter. You know what I mean? That's not how you want to roll in life. That shouldn't be how you feel the need to rank a certain place in society and, you know, different types of circles, especially in Atlanta. People are very weird in Atlanta when it comes to that type of status stuff. Like people have to have status even though they're broke. Um, I don't know what the greed and the hunger is to to be seen and be known, but nothing ever comes from that in the end. Because to me, the more you're hyper visible, the more problems come with it. You know, the more people are able to pick you apart, the more people are able to look at what you got and what you don't got. I don't want people in my business like that. Like nobody's going to know who my partner is, when or how, who they are. They're not going to know anything about that because I'm not going to post it on my um, Instagram page. Like I'm not going to post anyone that I'm involved with on my page, even, you know, years into a relationship. You know, I made that mistake once and I'll never do that again. Um, So I'm very careful now with how I display anyone that means a lot to me. And I'm even very protective that way with my friends. Like, I don't post all of my friends. And I don't post, you know, every single thing my nephew does. I may post a few things, like his birthday, whatever, if he's wearing a cute costume, stuff like that. But you don't see, like, a whole, like, plethora of, like, pictures of, like, my family and friends like that on my page. It's mostly about me because it is my page. So it's going to be mostly about my travels, you know, things like that. But, um... Yeah, some people just don't know what privacy means anymore, you know, like, and I feel bad for Fallon because she generally seems her heart, like her heart is broken from what she said to um, E! News that she's a little devastated and shocked. So clearly Portia did some shisty stuff because you gotta listen to what the wife is saying and not so much of what she's saying. And Simon is just as low um, as much as she is, if not more, because he actually had a girlfriend that came out and was on the Tasha K show on YouTube. Shout out to Tasha K. Um, she gave all the deets away that, you know, he was messing with her while he was messing with Portia and clearly while he was still married. So he has three women rotating and I'm pretty sure he got some, you know, some sugar and a honey pot, uh, out there in Nigeria. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure he got, you know, cause you know, not all it depends on your tribe, of course, in Nigeria, um, in other countries in Africa, some men do have multiple wives and some men hide their wives from each other, especially if they come to America and some women are naive to think that they're the only ones. I know a few black American women myself that were, you know, uh, duped <laughs> big time by having, uh, by dating a Nigerian man. And he has a wife over here, one state and a wife over there somewhere in Nigeria and have kids even don't tell them and all types of stuff, you know? Not saying that's all Nigerian men, but the fact that it is a thing is well is good enough to talk about it. You know what I mean? So, well, Portia, uh, Karma, y'all know what I was talking about earlier with Karma, Miss Karma. <laughs> She's always on time. So the speculation was that she was pregnant. She denounced it and she said she's not. So which is a good thing because there's no reason to be pregnant right now after being engaged for one month, which means that she was dating this man and having sex with this man way before then. So uh, we'll see. I don't know if she's going to pull a Phaedra Parks where she, you know, 
turns out to be a certain amount of months pregnant, even though she said otherwise, you know, just to just to hide it until the divorce is finalized. We'll see. The future will tell all, doesn't it? All right. So, yeah, um, I did see the movie Spiral and it was good. Um, it was it was good. I give it a, a seven out of ten, seven point five out of ten. How about that? Just to be generous. I didn't like the ending so much, but um it was it was it was good. Chris Tucker, you know, his acting was pretty decent. I'm not gonna lie. There were some moments where I was like, all right, you know, you're acting like a comedian, but he is a comedian. <laughs> so it's supposed to be a more serious role. I just want him to just stay in that type of character. Just a little few jokes, but you know. Um Samuel Jackson did well because it's Samuel Jackson. He always does well. And yeah, that's it. I am looking forward to seeing um A Quiet Place 2, part two. I believe that comes out next week. Um what else? Yeah, but look out for my video um about my experience uh living in Atlanta. I should be uploading that probably by Monday on my YouTube channel. Um Smiley said it. Please be sure to subscribe to that channel. Smiley said it. Not just Smiley Adventures. That's my travel channel now, but my other channel where I talk about things and, you know, review things, review TVs or movies, talk about anything. Go to Smiley Said It on my YouTube channel. All right. So it's, I'm just happy to be back. You know, I miss recording for you guys and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for another episode next week on Thursday. I'm probably going to pre-record just so that I'm going to make sure that I stay consistent moving forward. I just had a lot of things going on, you guys. I have to unpack after I moved here. I'm working, you know, full time and I'm doing another side um, hustle that you guys are going to love. For my smokers, if, you, if you're if you a smoker, um, which I'm not doing, I actually, I don't want to say I quit smoking weed, but I definitely don't smoke it anymore. Um, I just don't have the means to smoke it anymore, but I do enjoy my edibles every now and then. Um, but I also took a break from alcohol. So yeah, it feels good to just be completely sober <laughs> while recording. Um, cause my feelings aren't so invested, you know, when you drink alcohol, you record, you know, you kind of get a little loose at the mouth you know what I mean but um yeah I'm glad to be back y'all and yeah I'll talk to you guys next week be safe out here um please there's a lot going on right now and I really mean that look after yourselves take care of yourselves and take care of each other all right peace love and happiness bye